As we concentrate that the gifts of the Holy Spirit might function are what the secularist might speak of as the paranormal, let us believe. Let us believe. What do you want to call me a murderer for? I've never killed anyone. I don't need to kill anyone. I think it. I have it here. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Go into the light. Here's Johnny. Please, God. This is God. You still wake up sometimes, don't you? Wake up in the dark. Yeah, the screaming of the We're recording now. This is Hauntings and Homicide. Hi, I'm Selena. I'm terrified of everything. And I sleep with a nightlight. And I had a really scary thing happen to me this weekend. <gasps> Was it the thing you told me? Or no. a different thing? You had something supernatural happen? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Heather. And uh, I haven't slept in years. Um. I'm a little bit country. She's a little bit rock and roll. You know, Donnie and Marie. True. No? Just, okay. Anyway, (laughs) what's your uh, supernatural thing that happened? So we were at, so we went away this weekend and we got back technically Saturday night, but we stayed the night at my friend's house and they were talking about, you know, scary stuff happening and my friend talked about how she has noticed some scary stuff in her house and she's felt it personally. I'd be like, oh, well, it's been fun. Goodbye. Oh, no. And the whole plan is to stay the night at their house Saturday night. And I kind of was just like staring off into the like stars and I was like, I'm not listening to anything you guys say because I'm not. Nope. I don't want to invite that into my life. And then I don't know what we're outside in their backyard and the door to the garage. We're kind of right by it. And you hear something knock over in the garage. No, no. Goodbye. And I was like, Yep. Mm-hmm. This is gonna. This is how I'm gonna die. This is it. And of course, my idiotic boyfriend, trying to not say horrible words about him, is the type of person that's like, "All right, I'm gonna egg it on." Like, oh yeah, my god. And I was like, "I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die tonight. It's gonna happen." And then another thing happened. So they have a little mini a mini fridge outside. And only one of the bottles started, like, shaking. Not all of them. No. Just one. Well, goodbye, everybody. I'm shutting this whole thing <laughs> down. Like, what? And then, so we go, they set up, they're super sweet. They set up a little, their square bedroom for us. They, like, put up a, a blowout mattress. But they had this giant, like, Victorian mirror on the wall. So that was going to be, our, like, our headboard almost kind of thing. And... Chris, who's not scared of anything, was like, I can't sleep in front of that mirror. And I was like, why? What's wrong? And he goes, don't you know? And I was like, what? Is he trying to fuck with you on purpose? No. And I'm like, what's, like, what? what is it about mirrors? And he's like, well, it's like when you astral, ask, why can't I say that word? Astral project? Um, he was saying something about how you shouldn't have mirrors in your room because something about your body, like it could get scared coming back or something like that. I guess it was in like the insidious movies or something. Oh. And I was like. I was going to say, that sounds really fake. And I was like, do you astral project? He goes, I think I do. And I was like, oh, fuck off. Get out of here. I'm done. (laughs) I was like, we're sleeping in your living room. I can fall asleep to the TV. Like, we'll call it a day. So yeah. Fun filled Saturday night. No. I wanted no part of it. I would cry. It was not. Dude, I'd be so mad. If I was, like, sharing a room with someone and they were like, ooh, the mirror, I'd be like, please stop! Well, I'm like, maybe it is a thing. I don't want to look into it. Mm -mm. I also don't think I astral project. I don't know. I have a hard time with that word. Um, So, yeah. I know you do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know Chris has some fucked up dreams, so I'm sure. I'm sure it happens. possible. It's really a bad, bad time. It's a bad time. Um, So we have a special thing for you today, besides Selena's terrifying story. Um, So we decided, well, 
we had some different plans for this. I don't even remember what they were at this point. But then we changed our mind. Oh, because we were going to go. You know what? We're balling on a budget. And <laughs> some of the things just would not allow We We had There's- really big ambitious plans. There's no reason why brunch needs to cost $68. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. I was a different person back then. I was rich back then. I I would have been like, that's fine. We could do it. I'm not rich anymore. Thank God we didn't do it. Oh, yeah. That it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Anyway, so. On to plan B. Plan B was... My idea that we each pick our own spooky case to cover and surprise each other. So normally we at least know what the other person's going to do. This time we're going in completely blind. It's like a mystery bag of like, you know, what what's going to happen. I'm like pretty excited mm-hmm. to find out what you did. I also don't like to follow rules apparently because I don't like to talk to people. So yeah, I didn't we were we were supposed to check in with someone <laughs> and tell them what case we were doing so that we didn't accidentally do the same case. And Selena decided, no, fuck that. So I'm really hoping we didn't. Let that be the Scorpio side of me that said, "Fuck that shit. I'm gonna do my own." Well, hopefully we didn't do the same case because that would be bad should we say your cases on no. three no <laughs> one two three go <laughs> so i'm gonna flip a coin and do you want heads or tails uh tails okay so if you get tails I... then you go first yeah if you get heads you go first and yeah yeah okay <laughs> we can do this we, we know the rules we're very smart Okay, so flipping. So I'm going first. Mm-hmm. We got heads. Okay, so here's what I'm doing. In 1932, an A-list Hollywood couple tied the knot in a small but elegant ceremony. She was an actress. He was a headlining director for MGM. Though this was a common pairing, the leading lady and the man behind the camera, they were considered an odd duo. He was one of six children of German-Jewish descent, rich, successful, and significantly older than her. She was a blonde bombshell from the Midwest. Coming from nothing and trying to make her name in a glamorous world that she appeared to fit into seamlessly, but her modest upbringing kept her grounded. He took her more seriously than most, appreciating her comedic wit and stoking the embers of her talent, seeing more to her than just another siren of the silver screen. They may have seemed like a strange pair at first, but they were very happy together and very much in love. After they were married, the lovely bride moved in with her new husband on Cielo Drive in Benedict Canyon, Los Angeles. It was a beautiful house with tall sloping ceilings and a homey cottage-like design. But the honeymoon phase would not last long for these newlyweds. Just two months after the happy couple said, I do, the dream would become a nightmare. This is the story of the haunting of the Gene Harlow house. Paul Byrne, a Sagittarius, was Gene Harlow, a Pisces's second husband. <laughs> Look, you try to say the plural of Pisces. Though the first one barely counts because she married him at 16. Paul had been living with a woman for 10 years prior to his marriage to Jean, making her his common-law wife. But... She suffered from severe mental-slash-emotional problems and uh, had been relocated, those are air quotes, to a sanatorium. Which means she probably just had a heavy period and they're like, she's crazy, <laughs> we're sending you to a crazy person's house. Because that's what happened. Okay, here's what makes me the most mad about this story. <laughs> um, So, this woman, her name was Dorothy... Okay, so the the common law wife, her name is Dorothy. It's mm-hmm. written somewhere in here. Girl, I swear I have it. I do. Um, so she was quote unquote crazy, right, and had to be committed. Mm-hmm. But there's this story about Paul Burns. He like hit on the actress Barbara Lamar. He mm-hmm. like really liked her and wanted to get with her, and she rejected him. So he tried to drown himself in the toilet. So this motherfucker straight up tried to swirly himself to death 
And yet, his wife's the crazy one. It happens. So, on September 5th, a household staff member found Paul Burns' body laying on the bathroom floor. Cause of death, clearly gunshot wound to the head. So his second suicide attempt? In... <laughs> right? Is that what we're talking about? Can you really call the swirly to death a suicide oh, attempt? He tried. Was it the police the staff member called immediately? Oh, no. It was MGM Studios. Did they send an ambulance? The coroner? Did they dispatch the police? Definitely not. Instead, MGM immediately sent their top quote-unquote fixers to handle the situation, who traipsed around the scene for two full hours before phoning the authorities. The police then informed Jean about her husband's death, who had spent the night at her mother's house. Has Paul Burns taken his own life? It seemed plausible, but could something more sinister be at work here? At the scene, police discovered what appeared to be a suicide note. It stated as follows. Dearest dear, unfortunately, this is the only way to make good the frightful wrong I have done you and to wipe out my abject humiliation. I love you, Paul. And then there's like a PS that says, you understand that last night was only a comedy. I feel like that's something I would say. Like, I was, like, in a blackout. I'm, like, blackout drunk. I'm, like, it was just a comedy. Him Chill out. Himself? No. <laughs> that was a comedy. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, some dude's, like, hitting on you, and you're, like, no, thank you. And he's just, like, <gasps> in the toilet. Like, I would be so fucking freaked out. You know what I think makes me laugh the most about that is that... I feel like now, if anything happens, like, TMZ is on it in two seconds. And they would pick up the toilet story? Well, no. Like, there would be no fixer coming in because it would be out already. Where, like, back then, oh, when yeah. Hollywood is, was in its, like, you know, golden era, like, there's no fucking paparazzi on the side, like, stalking your house. But they still had to, like, we have to cover this up and we have to fix it, like, ASAP. Yeah, they were afraid about it ruining Jean's career. Mm -hmm. And she was, like, taking off at this time. Yeah. So they were like, ooh, our investment, we can't afford to, Because that's really know. all oh, yeah. women were, were just investments. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll get off my high horse about how badly they were treated back then, but that's oh, fine. Oh, my God. Okay, so, well, Paul... Paul... <laughs> a pow pow <laughs> I can read English while Paul's lifeless body lay there in the bathroom a woman's bathing suit lay equally as motionless by the pool a garment that clearly did not belong to Jean Harlow Paul's own swimsuit was found inside the shower two drinking glasses were also found by the pool one with lipstick on the rim Someone had been there that night with Paul, but remember, Jean was at her mother's house. Staff members claimed that Dorothy Millette, that was the first wife's name, mm. Dorothy Millette, had been there that night, and that raised voices were heard before the deafening sound of a gunshot. It is said that while thumbing through a guest book at the house, Louis B. Mayer himself tore page 13 ooh, spooky, from the binding and used its contents as the alleged suicide note. So, like... He wrote it himself. Paul, well, it was written by someone else. Mm. Like, they had a guest book at the house that people would just write in every yeah. time they came, and this dude was just, like, looking through it for something cryptic and found it on page 13. There were misspellings and other mistakes, not something that Paul, the meticulous screenwriter of many years, would allow. It's highly improbable that this note was written by Byrne at all. In a photo of the scene, released in 1990, so that's a long time later, Paul is shown without a gun in his hand. It is said that one was placed there during MGM's fixing to make it appear to be a suicide rather than a murder. MGM was hard at work trying to spin this story to be as clean as possible. The last thing they needed was a scandal, and how dare their employees make such a mess. To protect their rising star's reputation, something had to be done. 
While the film studio worked all that out, in whatever shady ways they managed these situations, detectives discovered that Paul Byrne may have already been legally married to to Dorothy when he wed Jean Harlow. You know, the woman that he'd lived with for all those years prior to Jean. Um, she may have been more than just his common law wife. There were some sources, including his financial advisor, that claimed she and Paul had married in a secret ceremony a decade ago, and detectives confirmed a will drawn up by Paul in Dorothy's name. When Dorothy's mental health took a turn, it seemed Paul had left her at a sanatorium and headed to Los Angeles to start a new life. Paul continued to pay a monthly stipend to Dorothy for the rest of his days. Though letters between Paul and Dorothy continued throughout the decade and seemed friendly and loving, Perhaps Dorothy never forgave Paul for abandoning her. There are those who say that upon discovering Paul's marriage to Jean, Dorothy had become enraged. Which, like, yeah. That's pretty, um... So we get married, you drop me off at a kooky farm, (laughs) and then you get married to... A fucking 20-year-old. Yeah. I mean... And she was his age. She was, like, 46. That's just, Oh, yeah. That's fucking bad. Yeah. Um, mm. Once again, because we get filled with rage because men do something bad to us, we are the crazy ones. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. I mean... Kale is old as time. Yep. I'd be pissed as fuck, too. I'd be pissed as fuck. You literally sent me off. How? And then married someone else. dare you? Not mad at Jean. No. I'm mad at... Men. Paul. Oh. Men. Met a papa over here. <laughs> Can't say his name to save my life. Okay, so a few months before Paul and Jean's wedding, Dorothy had sent him a letter expressing interest in vacationing in San Francisco. This is Dorothy we're talking about. His reply was warm, encouraging her to do so, even giving her a few hotel recommendations, promising to fund the entire trip himself. So I guess he wasn't totally useless to mm-hmm. her, but still. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> He signed off with, quote, my love and best wishes always. Dorothy did make that trip and perhaps made her way down to Los Angeles. On September 15th, only 10 days after Paul's death, another body was found in the Sacramento River. The woman that the papers had been calling the ghost wife, yes, it was that of Dorothy Millette herself. Hmm. Had she thrown herself into the chilling waters out of grief? Had she done so due to being plagued plagued by remorse? Or had MGM taken care of her as well? We may never know. Another strange detail, however, is that Paul Burns' mother had taken her own life by drowning herself. Some say, due to her obsession of her son, she'd become inconsolable over his marriage, losing him to another woman. His marriage to Dorothy Millette. So he was a mama's boy? I guess so. She was a loon. Less than five years after Paul Byrne's death, Jean Harlow tragically lost her life at the young age of 26 due to kidney failure. Um, and I just want to say one more thing about Jean Harlow. Uh, her best film is China Seas, and everyone says it's Red Dust, but that's trash. So if you're looking to get into some Jean Harlow, I highly recommend China Seas. Thank you. And good night. China Seas and your magic dream of adventure come true. The Orient, land of thrilling romance. Indochina, Malay, Singapore. Fable cities, the meeting place of souls weary of the humdrum drabness of civilization. Thirsting for the siren call of danger, the bizarre, the different. Where Carmen lips entice, and laughing eyes beckon. Here was a notorious, yet picturesque, dangerous, yet fascinating trio. There was the master of the most adventurous ship on the China Seas, Skipper Gaskell, and the lady known as China Doll, the mystery man whom everyone knew, yet no one knew. You're with me from now on, or I'm going to break that pretty little neck of yours just like an ocean. But you taught me something I didn't even know myself. A 
When a woman can love a man right down to a fingernail, she can hate him the same way. Get out of here. Oh, I got a mighty good reason for being here. You've always got a good reason for anything you do. In fact, I don't know anybody that can think of any more remarkable reasons than you can on short notice. Listen to me, I took an awful chance coming here. I might have got heaved overboard. Well, don't run any more risk by staying. Okay, so, 30 years later, in 1963, the house was purchased by celebrity hairstylist Jay Sebring. Part of the reason he was so infatuated with the house was due to its dark history. See, in between the death of Paul Burns and Jay Sebring's moving in, two other people had taken their own lives inside the house, and one person had drowned in the pool, according to housecrazy.com. While Jay Sebring was making a name for himself in Hollywood in his own right, when he started dating it girl Sharon Tate, he solidified his celebrity status. The pair were together for many years, and for a time, she even lived with Jay at the Harlow house. Unfortunately, her experience there was something short of romantic paradise. Something more sinister. One night, in 1966, when Sharon was alone in the home and sleeping in the master bedroom, she was awoken by an apparition which she called a, quote, creepy little man, who was wandering around the room and appeared to be searching for something completely unaware of her presence. Apparently, she saw the ghost of Paul Burns, him fitting the bill of little man standing at about five foot four, <laughs> in a residual type haunting. He's stuck in a loop forever. You know, those spirits mm -hmm. that just keep doing the same thing over and over again? Um, supposedly they have to, like, learn that they're dead and, like, move on, or they're just going to keep doing that for eternity. It's like they're on limbo state. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Sharon, terrified by what she'd seen, flew out of the room and down the stairs in a panic. Unfortunately, she was only met with more spectral trauma, and this time, it was so much worse. Tied to the railing of the stairs was another apparition, but this one she recognized immediately. It appeared to be the ghost of her beloved, Jay Sebring, but how could that be? He was still very much alive and corporeal. This spirit seemed not to be dead, but in the act of dying. His throat was cut, along with many other slashes to his body. What exactly was Sharon bearing witness to? We may never know. But just three short years later, both Jay Sebring and Sharon Tate herself were brutally murdered by the Manson family. Jay Sebring's body had been found tied to a stair rail. So, most likely a premonition of his death, which is fucking horrifying. The end. It's a good case. Thank you. It is? I thought also so. Equally, equally terrifying, though. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. Could you imagine having a premonition of your? Were they married? No, she was married to Roman Polanski. That's right. But one of the rabbit holes I fell down today I forgot about that. was about Sharon and and Jay. Mm -hmm. And um, so they were together for many years, and then they stayed really close while she was married. And some say that they had planned to get back together, like, you know, and I was looking at pictures and like video footage of them. There's someone, there's someone YouTube of them together at this house. You can look it up. It's actually really sweet because it shows them like having a party with people and they look really in love. They look really happy. Um, and I saw a picture of the two of them on the day that they got killed mm -hmm. And they look like a couple. Like, first of all, they're standing there, like, in their underwear. Um, they were probably <laughs> swimming, but they just... It, if that were my husband or wife or, like, whatever, like, and they you were standing... No, yeah. I would not. And they look like a couple. So I think that they were in love still. Why wasn't Roman Polanski there that night? Wasn't he somewhere? Yeah, he was off to... He, I think he was in the middle of doing Rosemary's Baby, mm -hmm. which was filmed in New York. Which, if anyone should have died, it should have been him. He sucks. So I felt, like, a little bit... You know, I'm, like, such a weird, creepy, like, dramatic romantic that mm -hmm. I'm like, they were in love and they died together. Like, such a Scorpio fucking thing to say. They're That's in like, their life together. They are. And they were soulmates. And you can't take that away from me. And whatever happened to Roman Polanski? Because he, he got... He's, did we finally extradite him back? No. He's just hiding out in 
wherever. Some fucking random ass place. Yeah, he's a pedophile and we don't want him. I'm like so excited to hear what your case is. So, uh-huh. I want to talk to you about a live television event that happened on this very day in 1992, which happens to be nine days after your birthday. <laughs> I was born. Oh my god! But I didn't live in Britain, so I was not aware of what was happening. I wonder if I know what it is. You probably do, because I think I've talked about it before, and I figured it was really fitting for today because it is Halloween. Right, because today Which is Halloween. Sounds really weird to talk in the future, but it, it's Halloween. Shh, it's Halloween. <laughs> so, long before the series Ghost Adventures, BBC had a special called Ghost Watch which was hosted by Michael Parkinson, Sarah Green, and Mike Smith. Ghostwatch was a special held where these BBC hosts went to a house in London where Pamela Early and two of her daughters lived. I don't think I know the story. Rumor has it that this is the most haunted place in London. It's a good one. You'll see. Okay. So, obviously, since this was supposed to be the most haunted house, it made sense that if we were going to do a live paranormal investigation, where else would you do it but this crazy haunted house? What could go wrong, right? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. So, this 90-minute documentary was filmed live, because I guess that's the best way to put it. I guess it would be a documentary. Sure. Sure. Um, it was filmed live and was terrifying and scared the millions of viewers that were watching. I know... That for me, I am one of those people that hate scary things, but also it's like a train wreck where you can't stop watching. Yeah. So I would have been one of the people that's like, I don't want to watch this, but like here I am an hour later, like still in it. Like I wouldn't have been able to like get out of it. So while the show was airing, viewers were asked to call in and tell their own scary stories about poltergeists. So not only are you watching scary shit happen on TV, but then you're having people tell their first encounter stories, which adds to the scariness. So the hosts were joined by Dr. Lynn Pascoe, a paranormal expert who attempted to explain the events happening in the house. They discover the existence of a malevolent ghost named Pipes. Sounds like a cute name for a ghost, right? Mm-hmm. Not really, but... Uh-oh. The children in the house had asked their mother about the noises that they heard, and she said it was just the pipes, you know, doing their own thing, so that's where he got his name as Pipes. Meanwhile, viewers kept calling in with their own stories, and they were getting more and more violent and dangerous than the others. So, we learn that Pipes is the spirit of a psychologically disturbed man called Raymond Tunstall which he himself believed he was troubled by the spirit of Mother Seddens, who was a baby farmer turned child killer in the 19th century. Uh-oh. So hold on. A baby farmer, which Wait. I didn't know what the fuck that was. I don't like the sound of that at all. Um, it is the practice of adopting unwanted infants in exchange for money. Uh-huh. Apparently that shit was real. So, this Mother Seddens was apparently loosely based off of Amelia Dyer, who over a 30-year period killed many infants in her care. Twelve were only confirmed, but there is anywhere from two to three hundred that they suspect she killed. So, this is just some spirit-on-spirit kind of stuff. He himself was... Is that a Pornhub tag? Spirit-on-spirit? Yeah. It might Oh, no! Sorry. It might be. Things are going well today. It's Halloween. You never know what's going to pop up on Pornhub. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rabbit hole. We oh, don't yeah. want to We're not going to do that. But. If you want to, please send us weird Halloween Pornhub tags. Your discretion is advised. That is for adults 18 and over. You do you. <laughs> So, one of the hosts, Michael Parkinson, is quick to dismiss the entire thing as a hoax, but Dr. Pascoe is warning them not to dismiss it just yet. I'd be right there with you, Dr. Pascoe. I'd be telling you, don't taunt the ghost, because that can't lead to anything Please don't. Please don't. Please don't make it on. It's like, I've watched little videos of, what's the one you like? BuzzFeed Unsolved? Yep. And I'm like, hmm. My mom calls Buzzbee. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't think you could paint me enough to oh, do yeah. that series because I forget the people's names. The one that's like the asshole that like always eggs on everything. Shane. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I would have yeah. drop kicked him so quick. I, I, th- I, I feel like we're both Ryans. We're both Ryans. And if we had, well, your boyfriend's a Shane. He's so a fucking Shane. That, yeah, I'm going to die. <laughs> I would... If I end up dead, it's because Chris egged on a ghost and they killed me. It's fucked up. Like, it's gonna happen. Please don't punish us for things that are not our fault. Spirits. I acknowledge you, but I don't also want to like have you come attack me. Oh yeah, but I, we're very much in the spirits of all types. Fuck off. Yeah. In this camp. I mean, unless you're just gonna be super sweet. Nope. And, like, guard me. Nope. No. Fuck off anyway. See, Thank you. I, goodbye. I believe my grandma protects me, so she's a good spirit to have her on. Okay. I believe in her. But everybody else, I'm like, yeah, you can go away. My grandma, too. Only grandmas are allowed. Yeah. This is a grandma-only zone. <laughs> Everyone else, fuck go off. fuck yourself. <laughs> so now, viewers are calling in saying that they've seen pipes around town. And their description matches the one that the children gave to Dr. Pasco. So... Now, apparently, he's fucking visiting everyone else's house. Okay, I hate this so much. Right? I hate it so much. Right? So, calls are coming in saying that they're seeing poltergeist activity happening in other people's homes. And get this, even a crew member was injured when a mirror falls on him. The spooky shit is happening. And once again, don't mess with spirits because clearly they'll come around and fuck around with you. I think Mm -hmm. we've said that multiple times. Mm -hmm. Don't fuck with spirits. So Pipes continues to make various manifestations, which become more bold and more terrifying, until at the end, Dr. Pasco realizes that the program itself has been acting as a sort of national seance through which Pipes is gaining power. No. Right? I've never heard of this case ever. I never heard of any of this. Really? Not even at all. Maybe because it's in London. I still, like, I, I don't know anything about this. Finally... The spirit unleashes its full power, dragging Coho Sarah Green out of sight behind a door and then escaping to cause havoc throughout the country. He takes over control of the BBC Studios and Transmitter Network using the Ghostwatch Studio as the focal point. Everyone runs out of the studio as lights are exploding, leaving Michael Parkinson alone. After finding the teleprompter is still active, Parkinson starts reading a nursery rhyme and begins speaking in Pipes' voice. Then he starts asking if they really believe the story about Mother Seddon's. Remember the one that he was... Yeah. Um, the final scene is Parkinson, who is now taken over by Pipes, calling out fee, fi, fo, fum, and then it cuts out blank. Studios completely dark, just... Just blackness now. All the, the lights have filled. The, the power's gone off. We've got some, some lights in the studio. I don't know. There's, there's cameras, but I don't know which one's working. I mean, the, there are no, <laughs> no cameramen. I mean, Difficult to know, even if anybody's still still with us. But if they are, this is the the scene in this in this studio, this totally deserted studio. Autocue's working. <laughs> round and round the garden, like a teddy bear. Fucking scary, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what if I told you it was all fake? Is it? It's all fake. Oh, thank God. Oh, dear God. So. I, that must be why I've never heard of it. Yeah. So, this was a mockumentary that was created by Stephen Volk, who was a horror writer. So, this was all an elaborate prank to play on the television audience. Innocent, spooky fun to have on Halloween. Okay. Fuck no. If I had seen that on TV, I would literally yeah. have cried myself to sleep yeah. and be done. Oh yeah. Which what's really sad to me is that 
how did this get through not only the network, but then different television executives, producers, writers here, there, everywhere and make its way on? And how did anyone say, how did anyone not stop to think like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this because it sounds a little fucking terrifying? Like, whatever. Keep in mind, this was on like BBC, like at eight o'clock on like a Friday night or whatever day Halloween was. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like it was like a midnight special. Unfortunately, this scary story led to one boy's death. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like most families, the Denhams were sitting down to watch this live event happen. Their oldest son, Martin, who was 18, was getting more and more agitated as the broadcast went on. He had curled up while watching it and was hypnotized by it. And after the special aired, his parents noticed that something in him had changed. The radiators in their house had a habit of making noise while warming up, and this made him so nervous that he asked to move bedrooms. Because, hi, if we remember, Pipes got his name because of the pun, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd be scared shitless, too. Dude, same. Right? Yeah. So, five days after the broadcast of the special, Martin took his own life. He left a note in his pocket that was addressed to his mother that read, if there is ghost, I will now be one, and I will always be with you as one. Oh, my God. That's, like, the saddest but also kind of loving things I've ever heard. Yeah. Because, like, it's just the note he read was kind of just so, like, sentimental. But also, how fucked up. Like, that's sad. So, his parents tried to sue the network, but... Mm. Nothing came of it because they just said that, like, it's not like they intentionally sought out to, like, hurt anybody. Okay, it was, like, an well, elaborate, like, plank, prank. It was like, an elaborate prank that just got out of control. They didn't assume responsibility, blah, 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 blah. Nothing happened. They didn't even get, like, a settlement. Nothing out oh of it. It was like a, God. hey, sorry your kid died. It's not our fault. We won't do that again. So... Ghostwatch was never shown again on the BBC network, but you can watch it, and it is currently streaming on the channel Shudder, which I believe that is a... Yeah, it's a horror service. Yes. I had it for like five seconds, but they don't do um, captions, and I'm deaf. They don't? Yeah. So I was like... So I had to delete my subscription. I was so stoked for it, too. So if you're listening, Shudder... Is that the one that has lore? We're deaf. (laughs) Um, no, Laura's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. But it's canceled now, so. Oh. There's two seasons, though. It's pretty good. It got canceled? hmm Oh. But, yeah, so if you want to go watch it, you can go watch it on Shudder. Um, I, even though I know it's fake, have no inclination to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to support up. it. No. What's really sad, though, <laughs> is that they thought they hit, like, a home run, and so they were all, like. What a bunch of dudes. <clears throat> right? They were all. Um, like, drinking champagne, like, cheering to, like, the fact that they had this awesome special until the next day came out and they were flooded with calls from viewers saying, how fucked up are you? How did you do that? Mm-hmm. And what's even worse is that since they were, it was newscasters that were putting, like, hosting or whatever, more people were upset that these people that they trusted would even do something like that. And I feel the same way. Like, I watched... NBC and their 11 o'clock news and if like Colleen Williams did that I'd be like really really you you fucked me over like that I trusted you Mm -hmm. I'd be a little upset I remember when I was in elementary school and there was like a fake it was around Halloween Mm -hmm. and there was like a fake broadcast on like a local news station about like all these ghosts that Mm -hmm. had been unleashed in the city or whatever that's fucking terrifying and I like, obviously, I wasn't watching the news, but, like, my dad was watching it or something, and I saw it, like, before school, and I was, like, you know, That's like, terrifying. I had a panic attack later day, later that day at school. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember running around the playground, like, I didn't know what I was looking for, what I was doing. I was just panicking. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, freaking out. Like, I couldn't breathe. Like, it really fucked with me. Yeah. Especially people, like, I'm really afraid of ghosts. Like, just the most. Mm-hmm. That's the scariest thing. Well, because it's scary it's the unknown it is so there are people that are you know like me and like clearly like that kid that took his own life like isn't that we're super triggered by that like it's gonna wreck our shit you can't just go doing stuff like that so sad so sad that's horrible 
So, that's my story. Ugh. Well. Happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time to talk about ourselves. Yeah. Even though we've already done that a whole lot. <laughs> because this it's episode is a mess. Podcast. It is Funny. our podcast. That's right. Um... Sorry, I guess we're officially in Scorpio season, so mm-hmm. we may be acting up. We may be wilding a little it's bit. It's fine. I just take it as I have back-to-back seasons to, like, wild, so I get a full two months. So Must be nice. Fuck off, everybody. <laughs> if I pull some shit in July, I have no excuse. <laughs> I'm just a bitch. Well, I, I got cancer somewhere in me. <laughs> oh, yeah, fine. that's true. That's true. I get all of them. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, it's my Libra Venus. <laughs> It's not my thought. I have a Scorpio it's stellium my, it's now. my love planet making me do this. I have three um, planets in Scorpio. So I have a fuck ton of Scorpio on my chart. I don't remember. I'd have to look on CoStar. Okay. Anyways, what's your obsession? Um, my obsession is the Star Wars trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much, if you don't want to talk to me about Star Wars, then you should probably just fuck out of my life. Because... <laughs> That's all I care about. Is it coming out on Christmas Day again? Probably no. It's coming out earlier than that. I thought they their thing was like Christmas. Didn't the first? It's around Christmas. Oh, I thought the first one came out on Christmas. I don't remember. Like, not the first one, but the first of the new trilogy. Yeah, I don't know, but it is in in December, and (sighs) I remember thinking like, oh my god, this could be the longest wait of my life, but now here it is creeping up on me. Mm I screamed so loud watching that trailer. Like, oh, I was, I had to warn my mom. I'm like, no matter what I see in this trailer, I'm going to be sobbing. Which was true. And I did. And then, but I also screamed out loud. Because they took it out on her birthday, right? No. Yeah. Yes. They did, right? Which was, yeah. We were supposed to record that day, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, I, I kept having to go to the bathroom to cry. I was crying all day. We're talking about Carrie Fisher, by the way, who I'm, she's like the biggest influence for me ever. So it was, it was her birthday, and the trailer came out, and I was a disaster. So it's another reason we had to reschedule recording, because there was a very good chance I could just start Mm-hmm. crying just sobbing um so Your yeah and like i had a lot of people message me and say like hey, they kept messaging me about carrie fisher and i'm like please stop Girl, can you give me like 20 yeah hours? like can you just please not say 24. carrie fisher to me today <laughs> and they all meant really well and i felt bad about it yeah. but it was like uh can you just not like, <laughs> like not i was way. trying to watch a show and i'd actually you know like, been able to distract myself for five minutes. Like, please stop saying Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Which sucks, because I love her. But it's like, if they said her name three times, the waterworks would just happen. Just saying it once. Say, kit, <laughs> and I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But the trailer, oh my god. Like, it, I, I never, like... My, I don't get my, I try not to get my hopes up for things in regards to Star Wars, because, like, I understand, like, you know, I'm not going to get everything I want, but, oh, oh my god, I got everything I ever could have wanted times a hundred. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they showed us what they showed us, and I, I've never been so excited for a movie in my whole life, and I said that about The Last Jedi, but after I saw The Last Jedi, which became my favorite Star Wars movie, like, far and away mm-hmm. i was like i'm I, even more excited. i can't yeah deal i can't i can't live my mm-hmm. life i'm so excited and obsessed with the rise of skywalker you gonna that do I, midnight showing eh, i mean they sold out and like the website crashed i was trying to get tickets and fandango crashed and like all these other ticket sites crashed and i was like you know what if i have to see it the next morning that's it's fine. Just stay off the internet. Because this is just giving me anxiety mm-hmm. and, like, whatever. So, yeah. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would have liked to have gone to midnight like we did last year, but, uh, oh, well. Who goes with you? Ricky? Kayla. Oh, Caleb. Anyway, what's your obsession? Well, it's not so much an obsession as I'm going to have a little TED Talk right now. Hmm. 
And my, well, I guess it's an obsession and it should be everybody's. And it is called self-care. And I'm going to talk about social media self-care for two seconds. Because I went on vacation and I did my best to be off my phone. And I will tell you, it was probably one of the best things I could have ever done. And I think everybody should go home. And if you have 10 minutes to spare, I think you should go through your Instagram and get rid of follow, not get rid of, stop following. Didn't I tell you this? You might have. Yeah. I told you this like a year ago. I'm like, you need to purge your social you media. Did. You, you did. gotta do it. So I recently found out that you can make people unfollow you without blocking them. You can make people unfollow you? Yeah, it like removes you? them from like your fault. Fo- like, yeah, so like if I didn't want you to follow me anymore, I could go like to your page and remove you as like one of my followers kind of thing. But it doesn't block you. Whoa. Yeah. So, I highly recommend that if there are people that you don't want knowing your business, go ahead and do that. Um, How do you do it? Is it too hard to explain? No. So, you go on the person's page that you don't want them to follow you anymore and go to the three little dots at the top and it just says remove from followers list and it removes them as, like, one of your followers. Holy shit. So, this is Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Um, Which I barely know how to use. But, (laughs) you should, though. You're missing out on a good platform. I know. Kylie sells so much shit on Instagram. It's not even funny. I... (laughs) Um, so definitely go through your Instagram, get rid of people that don't bring you joy, Marie, Marie Kondo, that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, I was about two seconds away from deleting Facebook cause I fucking hate Facebook. I think it's the worst. I, I think it is. I deleted my Facebook once and I was super close to doing it again, but then I decided, let me not do that cause whatever. Um, so, I guess for me, Facebook is more so just for my friends, like, coworkers and kind of family. So, my thing is I'm going to go through and delete people that I don't actually personally know and I've never actually met before. Mm. So, then I can get rid of people that just talk about just shit that I don't care about. Mm. And I feel better about myself. We have very different relationships with social media. I know. <laughs> I hate Facebook. Um, I don't want to, like, go on. That's my whole thing, like... I feel like social media is supposed to be an escape in almost a way, and it bothers me when I go on, and it's, like, these big, like, discussions that are so, like, how do I say this without being mean? I just don't want to see drama when I get on, because I'm the type of person that gets sucked into it because I live off of drama, Mm -hmm. so then I'm, like, I spent, like, a whole hour, like, reading a thousand comments, and I'm, like, what the fuck did I just do with my life? It's very easy to do. So I have to, like, get rid of it. I have to, like, cut it and be done. So Facebook is strictly for just friends and family. If I don't know you and I haven't met you, I'm sorry. Getting the chop. Yeah. Well. We need to take care of ourselves and our mental health. True. Uh, Facebook doesn't affect my mental health, so I'm okay. I think that's, though, because you have so many friends on there that you'd like the interaction. Mm Mm-hmm. Clear your followers list and declutter and protect your own mental health. And that is our self-care tip of the day. Yep. Thank you for my TED Talk. It's a good one. That's really (laughs) good advice. Thank you. I didn't know you could yeet followers. (laughs) (laughs) I found that out. I'm like, Instagram must have done some update. Yeah, for sure. Which is smart. Mm -hmm. Because it's weird. I don't like to block people because to me that's such a like... It's like saying you hate somebody. Like, it's such a strong, like, it's such a strong word. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this way they probably won't even realize. They'll just be like, oh, my God, it was some, like, glitch. And And they probably won't notice. Mm -hmm. You're just quietly removing yourself from their feed. Mm -hmm. Totally get it. I like it. I like it, too. Nice little trick I learned. Um, Anyways, happy Halloween, guys. Like I said. Happy Halloween. I'm just going to be passing out candy, and I'm not doing anything, so... So come over. Send me your outfit. <laughs> just kidding. I will send me your outfit. Yeah, we definitely want to see your outfits. My mom and I have a routine. I hold Teddy Bear back because he doesn't understand that his bark sound really scary to kids when they ring the doorbell. Mm-hmm. So I have to, like, calm him and, like, hold him. And then my mom passes out the candy. He thinks he's being friendly and, like, he wants to go run up to everybody. But he doesn't realize that there are some people that don't like dogs. Which I don't understand. I know, but, but people okay. have a fear. Yeah. What am I going to do? True. People so, are terrified of Remy, which is the most hilarious thing I've ever heard in my life. Because, like, he's more afraid of you than you are. He's him. afraid of water. 
He's afraid of water. He's afraid of the cat. I so, happy Halloween, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Send us all your spooky stuff. I don't even think we know what we're doing next week. Send us your comments. Send us your costumes. Send us your feedback. Yeah. Send us your hate mail. Send <laughs> us your... Maybe not your hate mail. Oh, okay. Well, maybe the hate mail. Maybe not. <laughs> um... Send us your chain mail. Send us your... So, this <laughs> this email, if you do not reply to it before... Then you'll talk, die. You'll die. I should have died like 30 the, times over. The... <laughs> what is her... What was her name? Like, the eyeless ghost mm-hmm. will slit your throat in your sleep. Or whatever. Uh, um, anyway. Send us... Nudes. Send us... <laughs> send us presents. It's our birthday. Oh, there's zero. Um, we literally don't think we know what we're doing next week. Uh, so, I have some plans. I'll tell oh, you. Okay. I'll tell you after we stop. So, we will actually stop at some point. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, we are open to suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a case you'd like us to cover? Please let us know. We are at Hauntings and Homicide on Instagram. We are at Hauntings Pod on Twitter. We are. Hauntings and homicide at gmail.com, but we never check our email. I didn't, yeah. We have a Facebook, so you can look us up on there. And uh, I think that about covers it. Also, mind us as we go through some changes. We're going to hope it goes smoothly and transitions. That's it for us this week. Um, let's all wish Heather to have fun on her trip because she needs it. Oh, yeah, I'm taking a trip. You need some time off. Yeah. I also encourage you to stay off social media as best as you can. <laughs> And enjoy time with your mom. That's hilarious. Anyway, Selena's got some good jokes this week. Um, <laughs> you should. You should spend time with your mom. I am going to spend time with my mom, but you know I can't put my phone down. I know. It's not going to happen. My mental health will deteriorate if I put my phone down. You're addicted. Yeah, I'm addicted. It's like, did you ever watch Black Mirror? I've watched one episode of Black Mirror. Which one? San Junipero. Of course. Duh. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, my favorite episode is the the social media one. Is that the one is, well, it's probably more than one, but is it the one with, uh... Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes, mm-hmm. Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. You should watch that episode. I did. Oh, you did? So you've watched multiple I lied. episodes. I lied. I've seen two. <laughs> that one's my favorite. Cause I like that one. Yeah. Sadly, it's important. True. Also, that's happening in China now. It is. Yeah. That's it for us this week. We'll yeah. see you next week. You're trying to do my part, and I'm just going to let you try and do it. Well, I still don't remember it after episode what's episode 19 mm. we think this is episode 19 yeah i am already we don't do math out. here not even counting not even mm-hmm. adding um that's it for us this week we'll see you next thursday but if you miss us in the meantime remember we're always with you in spirit and love you to death to death